Hello, everyone. You're listening to Battle Red Radio. I'm Matt Weston, and tonight I'm joined by the sunny day. It's my glowing heart, my good pal Taylor. How are you doing tonight, man? Doing all right. Uh, man, I've been taking a break. You pulled me away from a lot of Disney Plus. I've been going, I've been going crazy. Have you been getting D down by Disney Plus? I've been getting D down like crazy, plus a lot more. The only issue is it's so much. I'm still not even halfway. There's so many what Disney Channels. What do you mean halfway? What do you mean? I have to like watch you've watched- everything. That's the goal <laughs> of this. It's almost like Disney said, we have a challenge for you. Watch everything we've ever made. Go. Challenge accepted. That's where I'm at here. I think you have a mental illness. Yeah, I know. That's why I have bloodshot eyes. I look like I'm yeah, homeless. Yeah, you look like hell. It's because I've just been watching Disney for the past four days. So, like, what have you learned from it? Like, do you have a better understanding of the zeitgeist? Do you have a better feel of reality and modern culture to this day? Or postmodern culture to this day? Do you have a better feeling of, like, gender norms? Uh, what have you learned from getting deep down by Disney Plus? So what I have learned from the plus itself is a lot of Disney movies, it's half and half. You always have that first half of the Disney movie where, man, you are uplifted. You got all the great tunes going. You're excited. The second half is usually just effing depressing. Yeah, with a little bit of racism. Yeah, always racism. (laughs) Always racism, especially towards the end. And although I talked a lot of smack about Aladdin, that last 30 minutes, it still had to be changed. You can't do the original cartoon. Jasmine looks too dirty. Either way, Disney's second half of the movie is the only one I'll actually Aladdin holds up for the second half. Okay. I don't know another Disney movie that will hold up for a second half. I won't even give it to Lion Aristocats. That Arist- no. You have the big piano scene. Then they have the big scene against the butler. They throw him in the trunk and send him to Timbuktu. And gets kicked by a horse. I feel like you're a little bit biased because this is your favorite. That's and you have like them. a little bit of a crush on the mom. Well, also, not the mom. The cat. It's the cat. <laughs> no, I know. The mother cat. Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about like the old mom. Or no, no. Yeah, the mother cat's pretty yes. hot. Yeah, I knew um, Yeah. But... Do you see yourself as Thomas O'Malley? Not at all. Not at all? I'm not that cool. Okay. I was like six. I'm like, damn, I wish I was cool one day. And you're not a redhead. Cool. No, but I like Fox and the Hound the most. But I can't watch it. So if they ever make a real-life Fox and the Hound, what would you do? I wouldn't go see it. If they make a real-life Fox and the Hound and release it on ha- happy on Valentine's Day, they would make a billion dollars. Maybe. Dude, it'll be sold out everywhere. I wouldn't go see it, though. What's your I don't point? like that live-action stuff. I don't know. I haven't seen the Lady of Tramp one on there. Apparently, it's good. But it I'm looks not, creepy. I'm not a Lady in the Tramp fan. Yeah. You a Tramp fan? Mm, nah. I, I think the best part of that movie is that like weird circus in that movie. Like, Where did this come from? It's out of left field. God, in Lee. Yeah. God. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> good stuff. Do you want to rescind that statement at all? <laughs> no, not at all. Okay. Why would I? Do you have some? Are you defending her right now? <laughs> I don't know. I don't like that word. So, football last week. Uh, I think this is another good time to bring up that if you think Jadavion Clowney's bad, you're a big, giant box score sniffer. And oh watch the God. tape. All watch right. the game. Here How about you have a, an opinion about something you know something about? Yep, get it out. And so I'm very glad that he finally had that big box score game against a good San Francisco defensive line. I'm glad for Clowney. You know what I hope happens? The Texans have $72 million in cap space. I think it's going to be $85 million next year. And I think they have like 30 right now, but it's, they're going to have 85 next season. I just want them to, re, to just sign Jadavion Clowney. 
Do you like, really want that? I want, yeah, I want them to trade JJ Watt and then sign Clowney. By the way, that's the poll. Should they take the money they will have next year and just sign Jadavion Clowney? They should. That's what the poll should be. They should. Put it on the poll. All right. All right. All right. I'll remember it. And I won't forget in the next hour. So You always forget in the next hour. You um, never take down my polls. You know, so like while you were watching Disney Plus, I was just eating soup all week. I ate soup. I ate so much soup this week because it was awful weather. And what? I told myself, I'm like, I'm not going to let myself get all down by the weather this time. So I'm going to stay strong. I'm going to be an adult grown man. Two days of him, like, I've got a physical. The doctor asked me some questions about depression. And they're like, do you ever, like, want to die? I'm like, yeah, a little bit. What the <laughs> hell? What? And I'm like, but, like, it's just because the weather's bad. And they're like, yeah, they're kind of laughing about it. Did he tell you to make you feel better that you should reenact a, a Campbell's no, soup commercial a, and that's a, how you felt better? Why are you thinking my doctor's a man? I have a woman doctor. Okay. And, Whoa. And, uh, <laughs> you and know what? Not surprised. It's 2019. There's another question. It's like, do you ever hate yourself? It's like, kind of right now. I feel terrible, but so I'm trying not to let the weather uh, destroy me. And it took two days for it to happen this year, but I ate a bunch of soup. So what's your favorite soup is what I'm trying to get at here. It'd be chicken noodle. Okay. Would you consider gumbo a soup or is that a dish? No, I'd call that a dish Okay. easily. And it's because, yeah, no, no, it's complete dish. You would have like seafood in that, things like that. Like Come sausage. On. Yeah. That's a com- Even though... Well, you got the, what's the Donovan McNabb one? The Campbell's Chunky yeah. Noodle. Or the, probably, they probably make a gumbo, a terrible gumbo. They do make a gumbo. I, I used to eat that with tortillas, by the way. It's terrible. <laughs> I'll still eat it till this day. Yeah, it was bad. Hey. I can't wait to get divorced one day and just wear big dog clothing and eat chunky beef soup. Well, you would go to a grocery store whenever you were back in college. Do I buy food or do I get the Lone Star Six Pack Tall Boys and, and the one Chunky can of Soup, soup. <laughs> and, and Tortillas. And one dollar tortillas. Guess what? The tortillas and the soup won a lot. Reminds us one time I was at the beach and this guy got three cans of hominy beans. What? And like six high gravities and that was all That's he had disgusting. And it's like a sour to him like this is what this guy's going to do all day. Just eat a can of hominy beans from the can and drink four high gravities. Was that your hero? No, but it's like it was Corpus Christi, so it's like this is beach life, I guess. Rock on! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's like Jameis Winston right there, just eating comedy beans and four high gravities before every game. You can't wait to go to Tampa. That's true. Also, the one thing I really care about is that so he's throwing sixteen interceptions. He's leading the league right now. Baker didn't throw an interception last week. He's at fourteen, and also Winston's leading the league in sacks taken too. The last player to lead the league in both interceptions and sacks taken is Blake Bortles in 2017. Maybe it was 2016, but regardless, I'm hoping Winston does it, and I hope he throws like 35 touchdown passes too. And they're like, what do we do with this guy? No, you get rid of that guy. That's what you do with I Winston. I think they're going to franchise tag him. Uh, by the I way, so. he's going to be sitting on the couch with Miles Garrett pretty soon. Ooh. No, he's not going to get suspended. Also, <laughs> they do play the New Orleans Saints at home this weekend. Drew Brees as a quarterback, two and two. Teddy Bridgewater, five and zero. Oh. I told you. I told you. You don't need to tell me. I told you. We I told said, each other. We had a conversation. Oh wait, that's right. I kept asking you, and all you kept thing. saying was the franchise quarterback, well, Teddy Bridgewater. Franchise Brown. quarterback. That's oh, what they get. God. They he was like two for like twelve on third and fourth down that game. Like, I'm just like watching him check the ball down third and twelve. I'm like he's a coward. Get him out of here. Get him out of here, bro. Whoa. Get him out of there. But I think I'm excited to watch Jameis throw all over him. Because he goes for the big play, though. 
That's just always no, what he, I seem like he, from no, New Orleans. He's just, he's just checking down third and 12. But I'm talking about before that. I'm talking about like the first and the second downs with him. It's a, He's always looking downfield. He's always wanting that big throw where Teddy B is really just like, oh, here's a little five-yarder. And he can also deal with pressure. Hey, here's a five-yarder. I mean, the truth is what happened is that their center's hurt, and Will Clapp was starting, and he was horrendous, and they couldn't block Ray Jarrett. And that's really what happened that game, but... Okay, well, so now you can't go back on this. Really, what Hold happened, on, stand though. on your point. You just threw in a caveat. I mean, like, as a football analyst goes... I take back. See, nope. I'm not going along happened, with your point but now. But the main point here is that Teddy Bridgewater, 5-0 as a quarterback... That's the only stat that matters. No, he would be losing if he didn't have a center now. See, now I just turned around the argument. I don't want to do this. Again, Bridgewater can play with pressure. Breeze can't. So if Bridgewater played, they would have scored 28 points on easily. Because he can handle that. So he could handle it without the center? Yeah. All right. Breeze can't. All right. Hopefully we can prove this. All right. Uh, So, yeah. So we have a lot of good games this week. We have Buffalo at Miami. Josh Allen redemption story. New, New Orleans at Tampa, as mentioned. Houston at Baltimore. Denver at Minnesota, and I haven't watched Denver in a while, but they're not starting lock, but they're like six-round rookie quarterback, which is fun. So I think we'll watch Denver tomorrow afternoon um, I'm and not see what's going on there. New York, at Jets at Washington. Awful. Can't wait. By <laughs> the way, would you bet on that game? If I, Yeah, I would. Okay, so what's the over? Uh, did you ever look that up by the No idea what it is. I was, <laughs> what no would you idea. think that game would be? Just top of your head. Three the, points? The line, Washington's at home, so I'd say like three. Who's, oh, is Haskins starting? Yeah, I give, still starter. I think it'd be like a point and a half, maybe two. All right, so let's say it's pick him. Who are you going with? I don't know enough. Oh, That's the point. come on. Like, the point is, like, I, if we were going to Vegas to gamble, for example, I would do all the research I could on this game and put like $300 I on it. I would not bet on this game at all. Like, we're doing it because you, you. That's the kind of the fun thing about it is, like, if you, if you know enough about the bad teams, you can make some money there or i just like got lucky once by winning like 300 dollars the arizona cardinals last year um jacksonville at indy atlanta at carolina dallas at detroit arizona at san francisco cincinnati at oakland new england at philadelphia chicago at los angeles a losers leaves town match it's like your contract gets rescinded you get sent so like, amazing i don't know they hang the contracts or they sign the contracts in the middle of the field yeah. That'd be so awesome. That'd be great. They hand the pink slips over to the rest. He sent to the XFL. He get replaced by the Houston Renegades or whatever. Yeah, it'd be so awesome. And that's Sunday Night Football. By the way, that would what would ratings be like? Oh, they like the franchise gets folded. Could you imagine what ratings would be? It'd be very hurtful. It would be. It would be your entire be like city, with, your you entire know, state would be watching. Yeah. Cause you have like, to. You know how? I don't like this idea. This is pretty mean, Al. <laughs> pretty I'm not really liking this very much. Uh, and then you hate for what's going on for both these fan bases right now, Al. Uh, and then Kansas City at the Chargers, Monday Night Football. So last week with the picks, I went 2-2. Two and two, You went 2-2. Two and two. We're both 16-18. and 18. Uh, It's been with some rough waters, but it was good to get to at least go 500 last week. What are you but talking about, man? I'm winning. Also, I get a bonus point, though. What? I picked Seattle 27-24, and that was the exact score of the game. That doesn't matter. Yeah. You told me <laughs> that I can't write down in my diary anymore and whenever you're wrong or whenever I'm right. No, you can. So, what? I didn't say you can't stop doing that. I'm saying that's what you do. You said that you don't do that, though. I don't do that for you. Okay. What do you... So I'm you just do you it for yourself? Do no. Dude, I don't I'm know what so, we're talking about anymore. I hate you so much. I still can't you believe You said you. I can't do that. You yeah. said points mean nothing. Who cares that every, what'd you say, blind squirrel gets a nut? Is that what you said to me? You Maybe. said get a nut? Is that what you said? 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So the games we're talking about today are Houston at Baltimore, Jacksonville at Indianapolis, Dallas at Detroit, and then uh, New England at Philadelphia. So the Baltimore Ravens, they're four-point favorites. Um, The Ravens' run offense, one of my favorite things I've ever watched in my entire life. Like in the history of anything I've ever watched or consumed as far as entertainment goes. Like they do things where they run like every play's a replay, but they don't just like run zone read like they did with, you know, Kaepernick, whatever Greg Roman was offense coordinator, but they run counter read, they run lead read, they run duo read, and it's it's absurd. Like they're stretching the fabrics of reality as far as they can as possible. And like I think time is gonna completely like fold in in on itself because of what the Ravens are doing on their offense. All right, so I came into the season hating on them so much, thinking that it was just a one-trick pony, thinking that they couldn't do it. However, Lamar Jackson's just in love with the tight ends. They have everything going for them on the run. It's just working so well. So, do so you see their, it slowing down? No, because they because like, like also they ran the same you know replay, yeah. but they ran it three different ways exactly. against Pittsburgh, and then they ran differently against. Yes. Uh, against New England, and then they ran differently. I don't know against that other team I wrote about. I against Cincinnati anymore. against Seattle. Oh. No, Cincinnati was a lot more like play action, pick and pop passing. Well, it wasn't as much. Running. And it was also defense, just scoring. And now they're the leading defense in scoring. Yeah, I got like forty fantasy points from last week. Oh, thank God! I'm glad we're talking about your fantasy. Team. You know the problem with Ryan Lindley is is it sounds way too much uh, like Ryan Finley, that one quarterback from Arizona like four years ago. Who is completely awful. Yeah, the other problem is you got Boyle and Doyle. Boyle's my favorite tight end. How do you got about, Boyles and Doyles? What's about that same? But their run offense, 5.5 yards of carry, which is first. A rush offense, DVA of 20.3%, which is first. Last year, we talked about how Los Angeles has an all-time great run offense. They're at 21.3%. Now, I was trying to go back and see if there was anything greater. Uh, Seattle, 2014, they were at 29%, which I didn't know. I thought it. I thought they never reached that height. Huh. Okay. Interesting yeah. stuff. Uh, so the problem, though, kind of like offensively, the Texans do match up well against this team in some ways. The best run defense the Ravens have played was Pittsburgh. They're like the 10th best run defense. Um, the Ravens have 40 carries for 138 yards, a DVA of 2.8%. So like, it was a fine rushing attack. It just wasn't like otherworldly. Uh, one of the things that the Steelers did well was they flooded gaps pretty well. They did a lot of like blitzing cornerbacks, they brought the safety over and flipped some things. And uh, and also like T.J. Watt and Dupree are fast on the edge, and they could chase down Jackson a little bit. And they didn't, they weren't great at it, but they did a little bit in that one. So the Texans are sixth in run defense DVA. They're allowing four point yards a carry. Um, last year they had an all time great run defense. The run defense is still really good this year, and this is the best run defense that the Ravens are have played this season. So do you think Houston can stop them? Can hold them down? Can like do anything at all against this Ravens rushing offense? All right, so it's going to be whoever has the most points wins the game. No, actually, in all seriousness, I think whoever scores, <laughs> I think whoever scores the first touchdown, it's really going to come down so to it's that. It's a dog race. Yeah, and it's because they've done it now six times, I believe, on their opening possessions for the Baltimore Ravens league leading. Yeah, so. I think that if somehow the Texans and Deshaun Watson can get the ball first, and if they can get right off the bat, march right down the field, score seven points, and then Lamar Jackson all of a sudden has to play from behind, I just think then you're forcing them into situations where 
even though they may in their back of their mind still going to be like, oh, this doesn't matter, still going to run your game plan, still going to run the ball, it'll still affect them, though. You'll still at least put a little bit more pressure on them versus if they get the ball, they immediately score, now you're playing from behind. Yeah. Uh, see, I thought that, too, and that looks at the numbers. Uh, the Ravens' offense is just really good all the time. Because I was thinking about the Kansas City game, because Kansas City threw the ball well on them. They got a lead, and then they forced Jackson to throw more and that sort of thing. But they still, like, almost won that game. It was close. And the sh- the, Almost isn't winning. I know, but I'm saying, like, their their offense has still been good in every situation. And their Cleveland game, you know, Ch- Nick Chubb broke those you know two big runs, and that opened that game boom for them later in the game, in the fourth quarter or whatever. And so, like, I, that's what I thought, too. I'm looking at the numbers, and, like, I, I guess it's just really good all the time. Um, so you're talking about the Texans, their last three games. When they played Jacksonville, the score was 9-3 at the half. When they played Oakland, it was 10-14 at the half. When they played Indy, it was 9-14 at the half. This is a slow starting team. It takes Bill O'Brien like 32 minutes to be like, oh, wait, the Raiders can't cover the Andrew Hopkins. No, and it, you can't oh, oh, do oh, wait. that at all. Wait, the Colts can't stop the deep passes. They have it's... no safeties. Oh, oh, Kenny Stills can just run the ball, run these deep posts and be wide open. And so, like, that's like, I, I think this is a bad, this is as bad a matchup as the Ravens defense can face. Um, the other thing Texans do really well is they cover tight ends well. They're fourth, or third in defense DVO against the tight ends. They allow 43 yards a game against them. Deshaun Gibson's back too, and they do a good job covering them. They did a good job against Jackson last week. They did a good job against Darren Waller the week before that. Justin Reed covered Waller pretty much one-on-one. That game worked out very well too. And so like, this is like a, a bad matchup for the Ravens in a way. The, only, the biggest concern I have though is that Jackson's a really great quick passer, a really great short passer, and um, and they pass block really well. Texans will get a pass rush. And so it gives Jackson plenty of time to you know, manipulate guys with his eyes and then turn back and make the backside read and those sorts of things. And so I, I think that's where the Ravens are going to have a really great offensive attack. I don't think it's going to be as much in the run game except for maybe more in the edges. But I think it's going to be a lot more of their quick passing attack, though. I think, But even with their quick passing attack, is it really... It's really I get, good. Well, I, I get it, but I, it's I always know, to like, like tight ends and then it's to Hollywood Brown. That's yeah. their entire strategy. We're either going to run the option, it's going to tight ends, Hollywood Brown. That's it. You would think it's easy, but yet they have four tight ends here. Three. Okay, well, it seems Which like Which one's they your favorite? Four. They got Hayden Hurst. It's, they got Boyle. No. And they got Mark Andrews. Andrews. That's Andrews is a glory boy, though. He so doesn't what? block all that much. All he does is catch downfield. Uh, have you seen the passes. hair? No, he doesn't have the hair. Hurst has the hair. Oh, wait. And then... No, I'm going to say Andrews still. Doyle is shaved. Andrews has short black hair. Andrews is the guy who gets all the deep play action passes. I know Boyles is shaved. So Hurst has the hair, though. Yeah. Oh, this is complicated. Yeah. But I still feel like that Andrews is the better guy all around. He's the best pass catcher. Yeah. So either way, he that's really the main the weapon. Really well. And Hollywood Brown somehow always gets open for one big play, pass play. Well, I don't understand And they this. do a really good job like running picks with Andrews and Brown. But they're like picks that take three seconds to happen. Which is kind of fair, and they also like to run like jet sweeps to Brown too. Uh, I think I think Jackson will hit uh, Brown at least once this game for a deep pass. I'm uh, not saying it's gonna be a 70 yard touchdown, but it's gonna be like a 30 plus yard completion through the air. Yeah, he'll maybe. get at least one. I think you have to at least be able to just force him to throw the ball the entire time. And if somehow you can make him do that, then your guys have a real good shot. It's just... It's just the Texans' secondary is bad, though. I know. And they have no pass rush. I, and, and Jackson's really good. And for how many weapons they have, and just even with last week, even though it's Cincinnati, 
the way he's running that spin move that he had on that forty-seven yard touchdown. It was run, hilarious. It was, but it was well, dumb. It was a video game. Could you imagine if it's Lamar Jackson, Tyreek Hill on the same team? Oh my god. Yeah, I mean they kind of have that with Brown in some ways. Um, I mean it's not the same, of course. Matt. But like next year, I think they're just going to draft another speed guy. Oh yeah, easily. But that like that first Willie drive they had against though? Cincinnati was wild. It was deep pass to Brown. Then they ran play action pass to Andrews to put him at the six yard line. And they ran zone read they didn't score on, but they scored three plays later. But it's like, yeah, two deep passes. Okay, now they're up by seven. And the Bengals linebackers are really bad. Um, and the other thing that makes their rushing offense really good, too, is that they don't even have to run the read stuff, and it'd be really good because they have a great offensive yeah. line. They move the first level well, they block the second level really well. Um, I have concerns with Merciless and Scarlet on the edge being able to keep up with uh, Jackson as well, too. As a runner, they're like good, solid defensive players, but they don't make explosive plays. They don't get a lot of penetration in their defensive line. Um, and they don't like have like, they're not pure athletes. The only guy that can really run with Jackson is Jacob Martin, but he doesn't play against the run at all. He's like a third down pass rusher, and he has like one pass rush move, maybe. He usually just runs all around the line of scrimmage against a sack like a video game. Uh, like It's like NFL Fever 2004 sort of thing. You know what I would do? It's I would just look if I'm Deshaun Watson wherever Peters is lined up if it's against Hopkins, I would just throw the ball as hard as I can at Hopkins each and every single play because all Peters is going to do is just try to dive and get an interception. He may get one or two off of you, but other but that's than, all you need usually though. No, yeah. because the other four or five are going to be for touchdowns. Maybe, but you saw sa- maybe you don't like, get a jump for it. Safeties and stuff. No, 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 no. And well, and that's the other he weird always thing. jumps for it. It's the greatest thing ever. I, because, do you think he gets tired of interceptions? No, how could you ever? <laughs> I would just get tired of a quarterback, especially if I'm if I know where he is lined up on. I'm just gonna try to just throw it like as hard as I can, just because he's gonna go for it each and every. Single well, time. the other thing about the Ravens defense too is that Jimmy Smith is back and he's awesome. He's like 32 also, and he's still great. Uh, so and then Marlon Humphreys, number 44. I've never seen a quarterback with the number 40s. And I was like, oh, they it's have a favorite. linebacker named Humphrey? And a, oh, no, it's it's just the same guy every time. But they have they have no pass rush, though. It's all coverage. Um, Earl Thomas is like... they And also, they just do a lot of different things. They run a lot of match coverages. They can play man if they need to. They can play cover one robber. They can play single deep because of Thomas. And they're like, they do, they're just able to do so many different coverages. And they blitz a lot, too, now. And they're they were able to create some pressure against Brady. And like Brady can't move in the pocket. He re- actually moved in the pocket once, which is kind of cute. Um, but Baltimore cute. is blitzing a lot more now as well, and that's been the problem with Texans' offensive line. It's not blocking the one-on-one matchups. It's it's blitz protection because those guys haven't played a ton of time together too. So I don't. Know, I think it's going to be like a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be fun. Um, the Ravens haven't been all that great defending the short pass, and their linebackers are kind of bad. But it's not like playing Oakland. It's not like playing Jackson. Like, this is still a smart defense. They're still intelligent. They still know what they're doing. They're not going to be flummoxed by, you know, a jet sweep motion like, you know, Oakland had been or like Miles Jack was in that Jacksonville game or that Calitro uh, guy they're having to start because their two linebackers were hurt against Jacksonville too. So, but, yeah, like, uh, it's weird. It's just weird because this is the toughest defensive match that the Ravens have had. And people have asked me after I wrote that article about their run offense, like, how do you stop it? What should Houston do? I go, I don't know. <laughs> I have no clue. It's like, if you watch anything, you just 
they they're going to think of so something else because yeah. every week they have something else that works incredibly well. But that's why they're the better team no matter what, and that's what the issue is because you even said it yourself at the very beginning of this. Bill O'Brien's just going to think of something, and it's going to be too late towards the game. It's what my coaching staff has an issue with, and it's what any other coaching staff would have an issue with besides all the geniuses out there, which is probably three of them, and McVay is even questionable now. However, you can't outsmart this. It's Harbaugh's just going to adjust. Harbaugh already has a game strategy going into well, it. Well, I don't even know how much he adjusts. I think he just has good coaches around him, and he just manages things. But like, I think he's like, he's not... How does it change, though? It's like, how does it keep changing? It's never staying the same, just well, like they I mean, do think well, like, the same play differently three different times. They have Greg Roman as their offense coordinator, and he was the offense coordinator with San Francisco with Kaepernick. He was that in Buffalo with Tyrod Taylor. I don't remember it being like here. this for Kaepernick. They no like Jackson's already had through through I guess these nine weeks he's a better rushing quarterback than Kaepernick's ever been one of his seasons. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, but that was also he's learned over the course of five years, you know, and like he's gotten better at at his job. I think the biggest thing that Harbaugh has done though is he's done a really great job having coaches around him. Like he went from. So you give no Harbaugh credit here. No, I think he's a great manager. Dude, you're I think he's a great. On Harbaugh. No, I'm not. Dude, it sounds not, like some I'm hate just not over saying there. he's like some football genius. I'm coming saying he's up. a football genius. He's not. He's not designed this offense. Roman has, and that's what we talked about this summer. Whenever we did the preview, it's like I just love Roman coaching Jackson, and uh, like Harbaugh doesn't come up with this offensive game plan. Oh, but they did it together. Maybe I don't know. Oh, they, but this is the same offense Roman has been running for five years, just better and better and you better. Know, you know and what? This man? is like I don't like your Harbaugh hate over there. I don't like it's it. Not hate. He's a he's like a great manager. He's a great leader. This is the good Harbaugh, and you're spitting on him. No, I'm not spitting. I'm not on talking him. about evil. I'm just Harbaugh. not saying he's a football genius coming up with this offense because he isn't. I'm calling him football genius. That's fine. Uh, Gary Kubiak turned Joe Flacco into an above-average quarterback one year. Well, wait, but I don't think Denver, that Gary, Gubi- Gary Kubiak is a bad coach, no, nor do I not think he's I, a genius. All I'm saying is that like, he's had a bunch of offensive coordinators come through there, and he's hired the correct guys, and they've done a good job because of that. You know what? I don't like your attitude. Yeah, that's fine. All right, so the Ravens are four-point favorites. They're at home. So what's your pick for this game? All right, so I've been on the Texans bandwagon all season long. I'm their biggest supporter on this podcast. That's true. Can't argue that. I can't do it this week, man. And I have a, I'm pretty ugly. I got Ravens 38. I had the Texans 25. Whew. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, I got nothing, man. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of another way. The only, the, the weird thing about this game is the Ravens' run defense has been bad. But the Texans run offense is like tenth, but it's weird because it's like it's hit and miss. It's because their passing game opens up their running game, and my only problem with picking against the Texans is that Deshaun Watson's just unbelievable, and I feel like I really underrated him coming into the season I and do. all that sort of thing. But the Ravens have played big games; they've won plenty of big games. They're gonna have the better coach. They're gonna be at home. Their offense is the best offense in football right now. Um, and their pass defense is good. And, like, I'm not too concerned. Like, Houston's run offense is just weird. Like, it's efficient, but it's efficient in a strange way where they throw to run. So I have Baltimore 30-26, and even though it's a four-point line, I'm going to, you know, I'm sticking to Baltimore. I'm going with Baltimore at that. Ooh. Yeah. No faith. You're the worst fan ever. I'm not a fan, dude. God, 
I hate that I'm doing this, son. I hate that I have such a blowout, but I truly have. Because what I feel like is that it will be a close game. Don't get me wrong. It'll be like that 25 to 31 type nonsense. And then Marcus Beer pick six. Yeah. Or Carlos Hyde fumbles, return for a touchdown. Or not even that, more like a stop, and then Houston needs to make a stop, and then Baltimore gets a breakaway run, and it's a Lamar Jackson spin for a touchdown. Yeah. It's a 47-yard run again. Yeah. Like, that's just where I could just see, and then the game's over, and that's it. I don't know. I mean, even like that New England game, that defensive touchdown, but they had two fumbles that gave New England two red zone possessions that brought them back into that game, too. They dominated the entire game as well. Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a very fun time. It sucks that it's not a 3 o'clock game, though. Romo should be announcing this game. Oh, that would be awesome. I think he's announcing the Patriots game instead. Um, they so the next game we have here, Jacksonville's going to Indianapolis. The Colts are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Jacoby Brissett's back. Poor Colts fans. They had to deal with watching Brian Hoyer for a game and a half. Yeah. I, I feel know, so bad for you. At least he was bombing it downfield, right? It was embarrassing. Hey. It was funny because the Colts' offensive line wasn't ready to play that game against Miami. They didn't run the ball well at all. And they fell down by 10. And Frank Schroeder's like, we got to pass the ball. It's like, no, you don't. It's never a good You never idea. need to have Hoyer. The best part, though, was they're down 10-0 at the half, and they booed him off the field. So, oh, I wonder where I've seen this before. <laughs> I wonder where I'm not... I'm not going to name when. Oh, yeah. Whenever they boot Andrew Luck off the field, oh. they bounce for retire. So there we go. Colts, the Colts are the worst. Um, only two teams I hate, New England because I'm tired of them, and the Colts. But I don't hate the players in the Colts. I just hate everything else about the Colts. Yeah, you have some type of weird hatred for But also, kind of getting back to the point here, I the Colts seem like they're fading for me. I don't know. I got so much of a fade vibe coming over here where I just don't think they're going to be able to sustain it. And I also, spoiler, I have like a little switcher of Tennessee and Indianapolis oh, of who I think is going to be. Folks. Hey, I'm just going to say who's going to take off and who's just going to dip down the standings. So the the AFC South is crazy right now. It is. It's wild. It is. Houston 6-3, and three, Indianapolis 5-4, five and four, Tennessee 5-5, five and five, Jacksonville 4-5. and five. Um, Jacksonville and I think Indy have the easier schedules than Jack. I think Jacksonville kind of a little bit. No, Jacksonville's the easy one. I think Tennessee has a tougher schedule, and it's kind of the one thing that's tough for them. But uh, Indy's point totals, I picked the wrong team. I picked Tennessee. It's it, they look so ugly. So their their last three games since they put thirty points on Houston, fifteen against Denver, twenty four against Pittsburgh, then twelve against Miami. Um, then the Broncos have a top five defense this year, and 24 points since Pittsburgh's good. And they had Hoyer last week, too. But yeah, like they're just, their offense is, it's like really stagnant. And then the problem is their rushing attack hasn't been that great. And uh, they just, I don't know, they just don't seem like ready. Some of the, like they gave against Miami, they should have a better running game going. Do they allow Fitzpatrick to get like a 30 yard run? What are you talking Oh, that was my. a nice run, though. That was, <laughs> don't give credit to that. No, it was a nice run. <laughs> oh, God. Just because of the pump fake. That's oh, what made the run. It's so right. awful to watch. <laughs> Whenever you see that, you're just like, Dude, what any didn't even show, and that's at home. Yeah, and now everyone's like, you know what? You know who I think is getting better? Miami. No, no, no. They're, they're just set up for starting Fitzpatrick too, because he's gonna win three or four games. I I know. So you think Josh Rosen ever has a job again? 
I don't think I don't know. Because I mean, if Fitzpatrick is looking like this, I think he'll be a backup somewhere, and we'll see him three years from now. I don't think he'd be a backup anywhere. Who wants that? Some team will back him up. That's not a backup. Some some team will let him. If back I'm up. putting him in, I'm gonna lose. That's not a backup. I don't. But it's an awful situation. Their offensive line's bad. Like Fitzpatrick's been around forever. He's like always been. So he knows how to like, win with an he's, awful. He's team. always been able to lead like the 25th best offense. You know. And Josh Rosen's been in two bad situations back-to-back. Oh, I know. So I'm not defending the Indianapolis Colts losing to Miami. Also, the other thing, too, if you have, if you're drafted high enough, you're always going to get a chance. Barcavius Mingo still has the job. All right, so I'm going to ask you this. Just make me feel better. What's a worse loss? And I hate to jump here. Dallas Cowboys versus the Jets, Miami versus Indianapolis, or Atlanta Falcons versus the Saints? Atlanta, New Orleans. All right. For sure. Okay, cool. 100%. All right, man. <laughs> because they, they put that on themselves. All right. Uh, nice. I'll take also, it. the Falcons had six sacks. I think the most sacks in the game this year is like one. Their defense <laughs> is not two. that good. That yeah. was weird. Yeah. I don't know what was going Again, on. Again, they, they're center. No, right. what are you talking about? That's not what happened. And Tate Bridgewater wasn't starting. So the biggest thing about this game, though, is that he has risen. And by he, I mean Nick Foles. So I looked up the numbers from week 11 on for Nick Foles in the last three years. Uh, completion percentage of 67.4%, 2,902 yards, 20 touchdowns to 10 interceptions. He's taking 11 sacks, 7-point yards in attempt. But the biggest thing here is that he started 11 games. I'm not going to count that Dallas game week 17 because he only played like two series and they benched him. Yeah, and they count. lost 6-0. If you remove that game though... He's 9-1 and one as a starter. There it is. From week 11 on. Uh, that one loss was to New Orleans last year in the divisional round when he threw that interception that was really devastating. But uh, he's risen. He's back. He's a starting quarterback this week. And the one thing that kind of interested me from a Jacksonville perspective is that their pass defense is good. Also, their linebackers are healthy this week. Leon Jacobs is back. Quincy Williams is back. They're not going to play Calitro at all anymore. And the Colts have a, a there's six in pass defense DVA, but their corners haven't covered very well. And now you have Nick Foles, deep passing DJ Chark, Keelan Cole, DD Westbrook's healthy again. And I think like Man. I like Jacksonville in this game, and I like it because I like Foles coming in now, rising and just like throwing deep sideline passes to Chark and those guys. That's what I was gonna say. So magically, everybody is healthy at the exact same time. That Nick Foles is coming into All the game. All his receivers are healthy now. Everybody yeah. is and ready to go. Line's healthy. I don't think they have any missing offensive stars except for Marquis Lee. So Seth DeValve's healthy this week. And they're four and five. They're four and five. This is his time. I would be scared if I was a Texans fan. And I also believe that the Jacksonville Jaguars are just going to smoke the Indianapolis Colts. Smoke them. Smoke them. And it's just because it's the return. It's he's going to start out a little bit sluggish and then he's going to get comfortable. And the moment he gets comfortable, they're screwed. And Indianapolis Colts, even though they're having Jacoby Brissett coming back, that's interesting that we're having the return of the QBs in this game. Yeah, I'm glad Brissett's back. Like, he's a, he's a, he's like, he's a great manager. I know, but see, that's my opinion that he is a great backup. No, like he's he's a starting quarterback. I don't think he's a starting quarterback. For sure. But like he's no. he's a starting quarterback in the sense that he's not gonna make a bunch of mistakes. He's gonna throw twenty five touchdowns over the course of sixteen weeks, but he's gonna throw five interceptions. 
He's going to have a lot of first downs. He can maneuver. Like, he's not a backup. He's a starting quarterback, but he's not going to— I don't want he, him as my starter. He's not like the guy who you're going to pay $30 million. He's going to make the rest of your teammates better. Oh, so what you're— he's like, a, he's like a cheap quarterback that you can have. So what you're saying, okay, to go off your point, I would buy him as this starting quarterback for the Bears last year if he was their starting quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Or like that's what you want. But you have to have that type of team sure. around him. Yeah. If you're gonna win. Or like the Texans in two thousand fourteen or two thousand fifteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or two thousand sixteen. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, two thousand sixteen. That was name redacted. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But either way, whenever it comes to that, exactly right. He's just a guy that you have to have every single thing around him. Most likely a defense where you just need a quarterback that won't turn the ball over and that makes him off the field so that they can rest. And he's just able to kind of run the clock. Yeah. And, and even if they get a field goal, which, by the way, and that's, I mean, who's that's their what they were doing? Vinatieri. So what happened? La- I thought he like was replaced. That was at a body match. No. That extra were- point was so, it was the worst kick I've ever seen. But even though the field goal before that, it looked the exact same way that the ball, it was yeah. so funky. It looked like he kicked a beanbag. Yeah. It was weird. Um, so Jacksonville, they have the 23rd type of schedule. And then. Houston has the 11th toughest schedule. Tennessee is the fifth toughest. And then Indy's at 14th. So the Jaguars have the easiest schedule in the AFC South from this point on. Their entire offense is healthy. Um, and their like their defense is weird too, where they traded Ramsey, but Hurden has been pretty good. Boye's healthy again. Their pass rush is really good. And their biggest problems are linebackers are bad. And they have some speed problems with the safety position. Um, the Colts defense, I think it's better than numbers indicate they were hurt to begin the year. Lee Hooker's back. But yeah, their biggest problem is that they can't cover very well. Um, it's been kind of a down year for Pierre Desir and Kenny Moore, and Rocky Sins had like speed problems too. So it's interesting. It's an interesting matchup. Uh, I'm and again, I'm just like from a f- football fan perspective, not in, I hate the knee of was Colts perspective. I'm glad that Brissett's healthy this week. What is that supposed to mean? Like I want to see the the best game we can see. So I mean, everyone's healthy for you. So do you feel like this is going to be the best game? Even though is Ty playing? No. So it's not no, going to be the best game then because well, you have your main weapon if you're Brissett. It's completely different, though, between Hoyer and Brissett. Like, I'd rather have Brissett than Hoyer and Hilton. To a million. A hundred, a hundred fifteen million. I don't know, uh, I don't know what thinkers. you're saying on that because I don't agree with that at all. If For you're sure. saying that both Hoyer and T.Y. are out. So my choice is that I can, no, have, Brissett can have Brissett or I can have Hoyer and T.Y. Yeah. I take Hoyer and T.Y. Okay. It's fine. I didn't have T.Y. last night or the last week. No, you didn't. You had Zach Pascal though. So? That's not T.Y. Yeah, but I mean, just watching the game is just, oh, Hoyer's overthrowing this guy, and he's overthrowing this guy. Dude, T.Y. can make anything happen. Yeah. (laughs) Not Hoyer. I watched DeAndre Hopkins get limited by him, you know. Well, that's different. DeAndre is easily top three. Just make an argument. It's the same thing. So, for this game, I have... The Jaguars winning 24-21. Nick Foles is going to lead like a game-winning, like a game-tying drive, and then the Colts are going to come back. They're going to be down. Actually, that's not true. I don't know. I think Alvin Terry's going to miss a game-tying field goal. Oh, my God, no. Yeah. I have the Jacksonville Jaguars, like I said. It's coming out party. I got 27. I got the Indianapolis Colts, 21. Interesting. I'm excited for this game. The AFC South is going to be fun. I do wish the Titans played an easier schedule, though. The Titans are going to be the good team to watch because Tannehill's on a roll. It's a tough schedule, God, if they would have started him from the start, which what I said to do, because Mariota is garbage. Do you hear their schedule fast? 
I think you told me last week. I think it's bad. So they're on the bye right now. It's scary. Jacksonville at Indy at Oakland, Houston, New Orleans at Houston. See, the first two are fine. After that is not fine. Because even once it gets Oakland, Oakland somehow is Oakland good. Too. Yeah, we talked about it. They're good. Yeah. We did a Texans at Ravens preview. We talked about that Oakland's good. They're good. Yeah, they're good. Their offense line's awesome. Great. Whatever. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about Dallas, Detroit, and New England, Philadelphia. And we're back. So the next game we're going to discuss are the Dallas Cowboys heading up to Motown, Motor City. Can you, get a, can you make a motorcycle noise? Vroom, vroom. <laughs> to play the Detroit Lions. The Cowboys are six and a half point favorites on the road. Um, the Lions are three, five, and one at the moment. Matthew Stafford has a broken bone in his back. He couldn't play last week. He can't play this week because he's a coward. He's afraid of the, afraid of the big stage. And I bet that doesn't hurt that bad. Just a little broken bone in your back. They say it's like the little tiny bones in your back. That it's like the Romo. Yeah, that little hook. It's like the Tony Romo injury. Oh, really? Yeah. That so. was really funny. Like I know it wasn't funny. He got hurt, but like that play what? was really funny. No, because he takes off to run a preseason game and he's running so slow and he gets in the back. He goes. Ah. But that's exactly where <laughs> if Matt funny. Stafford were to get hit like that in the game, he's done. Yeah. So then you're ending up Romo. And by the way, you're not going to end up in the CBS booth next to him, I promise. No. And then also, he's still 30. Like, Matthew Stafford's still cool. Yeah. He should sit out. He doesn't need to play against the Cowboys. It's fine. Let Driscoll start. Yeah, that's true. We're cool. And he doesn't need to play for a team that can't rush the passer, that can't run the football, where he has to do everything else on. And, like, Stafford's been about phenomenal the Cowboys? this year. No, I'm talking about, I get, well, kind of. <laughs> yeah. like, like, Stafford this year in Detroit, like, he's been awesome this year. Like, he had, like, six incredible weeks. They lost close games. They lost really stupid games. Uh, but it's been great games. to watch, like, Bevel, like, it really tied. open up his ability to throw the ball downfield. Like, Galladay's that guy. Marvin Jones that guy. Hawkinson's going to be really good, too, eventually. Uh, the offensive pieces are there. I just, like, their defense, their pass rush, their 26 in pressure rate. Uh, Trey Flowers, they gave him, you know, like, $20 million a year or whatever. He has three sacks, seven quarterback hits, 22 pressures. Or he has five sacks. Then Kennard is four sacks, nine quarterback hits, 19 pressures. And then it's like nothing. Like that's it. Kennard's like an outside linebacker who blitzes occasionally. Um, they just don't have a pass rush at all here. And then they've covered well. Like Justin Coleman's worked out really well. Slay's really good. Um, their secondary's been surprisingly good in Detroit. But it's just like everything else has just been kind of bad. And the the my favorite thing about Detroit, though, is that they have this defensive line that's Damon Harrison. It's Sean Robinson. It's that hand guy from Alabama as well too. Like they have like they want to stop the run. They want to be big up front. They are allowing four point six yards of carry, which is twenty third. I believe they're twenty six in uh, run defense DVOA. So like this is how they come into the season. We're gonna be tough. We're gonna be strong up front. We're gonna stop the run. They can't do that all whatsoever. <laughs> and it's just kind of like that dumb Matt Patricia sort of thing. D- and that's what's kind of funny about how you're even going down the list where they do have talent even in the secondary, but yet they're not stopping anybody. And it seems like that even with Matthew Stafford, whenever he was healthy, the games always ended up being in a shootout. Even with the tie against Arizona, it was then the defense wanting to play safe, not one. Oh, we're not going to give up the big play, but we're going to let you have as well too, and we're going to let you have everything. I, I don't know if this is coaching. They would have played twenty-one-three that game. It, yeah, exactly. It was just it's weird what's going on because they are losing games that they should be winning, and. 
I just feel like they do have a better team than what's been showing out there. Maybe injuries is really why it's been derailed here at the end. Kind, not really though. I, I know, mean, like they don't. That's why I'm giving them the end here. <laughs> I mean, they have carry, like carry on got hurt, but it's not that important. No. I just think they're just like a bad team. So or like. They're like a good bad team. It's, it's kind of like we were talking about with Tampa last week. Like they beat Arizona. Okay, yeah, they I'd say they're the, about the same as they Tampa. They won the good bad team award, but like Tampa's just more fun. Yeah, and it's like they beat Philly twenty seven twenty four, and that was a game where they had a kick six. Thank God. And then they had a fumble recovery at uh, Philadelphia fumbled the ball going into Detroit's end zone as well too. They played that fumble palooza against Kansas City where they forced like three or four fumbles just punching the ball out, which is a lot of fun. But since then, lost to Green Bay, lost to Minnesota. Beat the New York Giants. Hey. Lost to Oakland. Lost to Chicago. And they're just a they're a bad team. They're like a good bad team. That's and, what I was gonna say. I mean, all those teams are pretty solid. Yeah, and like also like being bad this year and drafting a wire, another wide receiver or drafting a pass rusher isn't the worst thing in the world for them as well too. It's true. Like they're better than I thought they were going to be. I was like they're gonna be a four win team, and uh, and they're not that level low level of town. They're like a six win team, and they probably would maybe been. Like it was Matthew Stafford, they're probably gonna be a six win team and who knows they probably won't reach that at this point now though. Yeah, and now jumping on the other side because I do want Driscoll to start, but also I hate the Dallas Cowboys. I just I am not a gigantic fan of them. I think they are just <laughs> The most overrated pile of crap I've ever seen so, in my life. What was your favorite thing about last week? Was it the Dalvin Cook screen passes that count for 88 of Kirk Cousins' 224 throwing yards? Or was it Ezekiel Elliott on first down? He had 13 carries for 35 yards on first down. Average 2.69 yards a carry. Great stuff. You hear Dak Prescott on, thir- on first down? Yeah, give it to me, man, please. All right, so again, remember, 2.65 yards a carry. You got it? Yeah. You see that number in your head? Yeah, I got it. And, all right, keep it there. Dak Prescott, first down, he was 9 of 13, 100 yards, one touchdown, 8.2 yards in attempt. He attempted 13 passes. Uh, but he has to establish the run, though, and make sure that's very important. I'm, like, I'm, I'm so angry. Everything about everything with this team has made me just so angry. You gave, and by the way, everything that you just said, yeah, they're not my favorite things. My favorite thing out of the whole game was the back-to-back running play. I have never, everything that the Minnesota Vikings did on offense, great, fine. You guys did wonderful. My defense sucks. I get it. And like, I saw some stuff online. It's like, are, now is the time we're going to stop Kirk, uh, down Kirk Cousins. But he was bad. Like He made one throw. But it didn't that matter. That sideline throw to Diggs where he came back. I was fine with it all because guess what? We were in position to win. We should have won. That's the type of game I exactly wanted against a decent team where we have the ball last, run the clock out, leave a minute on if anything, just run the offense. And instead, the coaching staff, I don't know who called the play, I don't know whose idea was it, but you gave the man the ball 20 times and he had 47 yards. Everybody says, oh, ha, 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 Minnesota's just trying to shut out Zeke because they know Dak can't beat them. They played and nickel. If everybody knows, though, that they're just going to try to stop the run, and everybody in the media and the fans understand this, why don't the coaching staff understand this? Well, why and- am I giving the ball to Zeke when Dak, for once— Dak was the greatest thing I've ever seen. He was incredible. He was the greatest he was freaking thing I've ever seen. Well, and the thing about that, too, it's like Minnesota wasn't selling out to stop the run. They were just they were stopping it with two linebackers. Like they weren't, it's, they were getting Matt, great penetration. They have a, one guy they can have tackle him. Good, 
They have, I have a, good a def- fat boy who can't make anybody else miss. He can't make anybody miss. I think what, this is one thing Elliot's good at doing, though. He's good at wiggling. Eating? Well, he's good at wiggling. He's good at eating. He's good at, like, getting slide scrimmage where there's a so guy dumb. there. And, like, ducking and kind of wiggling, like, burrowing. And, no, like, getting really comfortable for two more yards. His ass is too fat. There's no wiggling anymore. He gets stuck. You know and then he mean, falls down. No, like he did the one thing he did a good job is like there's a defender he didn't do in the a good hole, job on anything. and he dip under and he kind of wiggle and get two more yards. All I that's want, me being very nice though. All I wanted was for him to just get the hell off the field during those plays and just have Dak behind center well, and let Dak do his thing. And also during that last third down, just why I don't know whose idea was about the option is what Garrett said. All Dak had to do is run. The Vikings went over to Zeke. They were going to just look at Zeke. All Dak had to do, and Dak would have gotten the two yards. It was so simple, and yet you took it out of his hands to just give it to Zeke. I get that we just paid him $50 million, but the guy that's playing the best is the one you that's not... You paid him $50 million, too? Yeah, I paid him $50 million out of my <laughs> own damn pocket. And you know what he's done with that? He's gotten more piercings. Yeah. That's it. I'm so done. He wishes he was Alvin Kamara. I've, by the way, he's been outplayed by any running back, so it doesn't really matter. I am so tired of this. I have the best team in the league, in my opinion. You and I'm have gonna, the best team. Oh, shh. You have a good team. Oh, you have the best team. I have the best team. No. And I'm going to miss the playoffs. Maybe. I mean, you have to beat the Eagles like week 16. It's going to come down in week 16. Yeah. Oh, I hate this stupid. Is it week 17? So, oh, no, so, it's week 16 or 15. Oh, okay. No, it's week 16. Remember that week 17 when the Cowboys lost? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember. <laughs> Do we have Tennessee week 17? Yeah. Yeah, stop talking to me. I can't wait to go. Hopefully, we get to go. I'm so angry, man. I am so livid. You're shaking right now. I am so angry by what I had to watch. It was it was everything I wanted. And then you do that. The the biggest problem I had with it was that what's the problem what were the Vikings having problems doing this year? Covering on the outside. And press on this game, twenty eight forty six, three hundred and ninety one yards. He was sacked once. His longest pass was twenty six yards. He was in I mean like some of the throws he made was like, Oh, I was sweating. Like I was like sweating through my pants into the chair. I was I was just amazed by some of the throws he made that game. But so the biggest problem is that you're trying to establish the run. You're like, okay, we have to set the tone. We have to do that. That same just nonsense. Whenever it's the matchup you have avail- available to you, the best matchup you have is to go through the air, feed Amari Cooper, feed Gallup, move the ball through the air against a team that hasn't covered that well. That was really like. The best part, the reason why the Vikings' pass defense has been good is their pass rush. They had one sack this game. They really didn't have much of his rush. And when they did, Prescott was great escaping and making throws with pressure in front of his face. And they took the ball out of his hands on that, you know, really dumb possession to end it. But just like throughout the entire game, like Prescott should have thrown the ball, what, 55 times this game? And he could do it. Yeah, he could have. He I, could have. It was one of the like, best quarterback performances I've seen this year. It was awesome. Like, it's it's so frustrating. You know why it's so bothering, though? You know what I hate to say? God, I hate to say this. It reminded me so much of the Romo Cowboys. Of just Romo doing everything and then somehow just coming you up just short. You just lose in some dumb way. You just lose. And yet you have everything. It just reminded me so much of that. That would hurt. <laughs> and I was just like, I can't keep doing yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. It's just on repeat. I think that's the worst feeling you could have. And you know what the best thing about it is, Matt? What is the one thing that's always been there every single time? 
Uh, Jason Garrett. That's so bizarre how that works. Jerry Jones. And like what I said against the New York Jets, if he would have fired his ass after the Jets loss, we would be in such better position than what we are now because he should have fired him back then. He doesn't want to, and this is what's going to cost us. Like what I told you after that game. It's the exact same team. I hate this team. You hate them? I hate them. Wow. I'm a supporter. I was. I, hate them. I was surprised that Minnesota didn't get their pass for that game. Like they they pass blocked well on the outside. But he was Matt. He was he was everything. He was my boy. He was exactly what he should have been. Where I have always believed in him, and yet you just gave it to Fat Boy. What was your and, favorite Prescott throw from that game? Oh, so probably the touchdown with Amari, and only because I did not believe that he got both feet in. And he did. And what made it even better. He made that same throw two plays earlier. And that's what was better. Is the fact where, oh yeah, he's only like that because of Amari. It doesn't matter. The fact that he did it again means they obviously have that connection and they love each other. That's just (laughs) impressive. That you you have a quarterback and receiver that just have that perfect timing. Yeah. Too bad I have a fat boy that's just eating in the background. Yeah, well he had a, I don't know, hang out in Mexico for a little bit. Go get another uh, piercing. He made this like third and six throw where he like he like read right to left. Or the third and fourteen throw. I can't remember, but it was like the last read on the backside. And he just like put it like in between three guys. I'm like, wow. It was unbelievable. I really like Dak Prescott though. And No, you don't. And yeah, I do. There's no hopping on this bandwagon. Get get the hell you, get the hell off. This is a single driver car. Nobody is hopping on this Fiat. I'm not, I can't, I'm not in the same car as you. I really like watching Dak Prescott. He was unbelievable game. Also, I like how how well he understands the defense before the snap. Like, I like the audibles he calls. I think he really understands the game well, too. Yeah. He's just getting better. You know, he's not getting better. A fat boy who's just getting slower. Man, he didn't make one guy miss. (laughs) He didn't make one guy miss. When he, and it's fine. It's like, oh, yeah, the offensive line's not blocking very well. Fine, but it's a single tackle. Make one guy miss. One guy? One guy. Give me one. Give me nothing. God. <laughs> um, so Dallas plays Detroit, then New England, then Buffalo. I can't wait to, to bet, like, what, $50 in that game with you? Oh, my God. We'll bet $100. Then Chicago, then Los Angeles, then Philly, then Washington. So... It's interesting. It's a tough schedule. Um, Philly has an easier schedule from this point on, but I really do think it's just going to come down at week 16. Like You just have to be one game behind Philly by week 16. Please stop talking to me. Okay, thanks. No, I'm not going to stop. Uh, I wanted to actually... So, advanced rushing stats. Are you ready? Are you ready? How many, guess how many tackles broken Elliot was, tar- was credited with. Oh guess how many. Give me... Yeah, I guess. All right. I'm going to say one. One. I'm in it. Okay. Do you know how many yards he had before contact? 1.9. You know how many yards he had after contact? A half yard. <laughs> uh, Dalvin Cook, 2.2 yards before contact, a yard and a half after contact. He's currently like four broken tackles, but he just runs past guys that are following trying to grab him. And he was amazing that game. I think Cook should be offensive player of the year instead of McCaffrey now. Again, I have the highest paid running back, and yet he's been outplayed by all the top running backs. Yeah. All right, so what's your pick for this game? The Cowboys are six-and-a-half-point favorites. God, I better see blood. I need Dallas 31, the Detroit Lions 15. I'm going with the upset here. 
No, you're not. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm, I haven't watched Driscoll play yet. I kind of want to. It was ugly. Yeah. I, I'm going to catch He just knows how to run. Room. That's all he knows how to really do. Otherwise, he's throwing the ball behind. What college did he go to? Actually, I just... I wish Tyler Hammond it? was here. He no, it's knows. not Maryland. That's Ty Johnson. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so. But I have Dallas 31-20. Good. Yeah. God. I, I hope Prescott throws like 400 yards and four touchdowns this game. He's not. They're going to try to feed Fat Boy, and so? Fat Boy's going to have a big game. They're going to make a big deal about it, and I'm just going to say, <laughs> Well, they're going to eat him against Buffalo. That's for sure. Dude, I can't wait to bet $100 on Thanksgiving. I don't think I can do 100 We're doing 100 It's Thanksgiving. Dude, that's like a Disney share. I can't bet 100 Yeah, it's $100. Uh, maybe. Um, I guess you're not confident in Allen. I just don't want. He's not your I boy. I just don't want to spend a hundred dollars. It's a hundred dollars. Even if you I could win, save up I will, now. I I have a Dane, Do I have a bunch of? Sh- I don't know. You can save up. You can do fifty dollars for this paycheck. Fifty dollars for next paycheck. I don't know. Um. So the next game yeah. we have here: New England at Philadelphia. What is this like Super Bowl fifty rematch? <coughs> Last year's fifty one. Yeah, Super Bowl I fifty need... rematch. The Patriots are three and a half point favorites. They're going to Philadelphia. Um. I understand either one of these teams. On one hand, you have New England, who had the best defense in football, but didn't play anybody at all. Like the best offense they played was Buffalo, I guess. The best team they played was Buffalo up to that point. And Buffalo's like Buffalo's like the best bad team who had the easiest schedule. They're like the Dolphins from two years ago, who kind of made the playoffs. Um, except Josh Allen, you know, is beautiful and perfect and pure. But you're just like, let's how see. is he pure? He's like 23 and like he doesn't understand. <laughs> what does that mean, Pierre? He has, he has no idea about all the evil in the world that's what out are you, there. What are you saying right now? What do you mean? I mean, like he has like a full heart. He doesn't understand all the bad things out there in the world yet. Oh, yeah? Is that what Pierre like, means? Don't, don't tell Josh Allen about Jeffrey Epstein. He doesn't know about it. Do you think he's he a virgin, Matt? No, I don't think he's a virgin. <laughs> he's he's a too p- cool, dude. <laughs> he's smoking cigarettes in the in the back of his tailgate. Whatever, man. Yeah. Can't um, bet $100 on him, though. Maybe. We'll see. But so I was just like... I like everybody pretty much was yeah. Let's wait for New England to play somebody. They played somebody. They played the Ravens. The Ravens kicked their teeth in. Uh, that game was a lot closer than it should have been because the Ravens had two fumbles in their own in their own like red zone. Pretty much a fumble on a punt return that was muffed, and then Mark Ingram fumble once as well too. And they had their own fumble return for a touchdown. Kind of tilted things back than they should be. The one that really surprised me about that game though was how many short field goals Bill Belichick kicked. Like, he kicked two field goals less than 25 yards. Why? Fourth and two at the two-yard line. Yeah, but... You're down by seven going in the half. Yeah, but, Matt, their offense is so bad. What are you going to have? What are you throwing to? But the whole point is that... What are you throwing to? The whole point is Baltimore is going to score again. I got you, but what am I throwing to? Mohamed Sanu was pretty good last week. I have Sanu? Yeah. That's what you're throwing at me? Yeah, Sanu was good last (laughs) week. That's my numero uno here. Come on, that's the but point. That's, but no, the they point is that you're. No, the point is that you're at the. No, the point is that you're at the two yard line. I'm gonna get points, and you're down by seven, and you're gonna have to keep up with Baltimore. How many more chances are you gonna have you to score a touchdown? You trust your defense because just like you even just stated, no, this is their first test. This is so Bill, this the is cocky a hole that he is, is like my defense is gonna stop them. Lamar's maybe not gonna get a, past me. You know it is. It's ego. But no, but I'm saying it was a bad decision because, like you're saying. You have issues with skill positions. You have issues moving the football. Now you have a chance to score a touchdown. Who knows you're going to get another chance to do that. Baltimore's going to get the chance later on. 
He kicked two short field goals. I was very surprised by He's that. He's going to trust his defense every single day. He, sh- he shouldn't in games like that, though. He's going to do it every single day of the week because what did he if just the win wrong, the Super Bowl by? It was the wrong decision that time. He just Because of the last year's Super Bowl, Bills believes that his thing is ginormous now because he, he the ego is just incredible. He believes that Super Bowl that was won last year was him, not Brady. You can I mean Brady. Dude, come on, Brady did the pay main thing where he made two throws that game, and that was all he needed to do. He needed to make two throws, and he did that. It was like whenever I would bet it, you money that Bill in the back of his head said, "I gave you this one." I don't know. I bet I'm, you I'm, money. It does, I guess the the point we're trying to make here is that those are two bad decisions. I think that was the main reason why they lost that game. But at the same time, like they had problems with the the Ravens' absurd rushing attack. The Ravens were able to run their little pick routes to create guys open. Um, and they even just like ran the ball well, just like like you know, man on man running outside zone and that sort of thing. So do you think the Patriots defense is that good? Do you think do you still think it's like the best defense in football, as all the numbers say? No. Only because the run game. They can't stop it. So now you've gone up against two pretty solid running backs or running games and you just haven't been able to stop it. Even with Cleveland with Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb yeah. ran all over him. And then now you had what Baltimore did against them. I feel like they're a little bit wide open in that area, but I'm also not confident maybe a little bit that Doug Peterson would acknowledge it and then just give the ball out of Wentz's hand and put it in maybe Howard's. But I don't say idea here. Like Wentz has been mediocre this year. Oh yeah, completely. And I feel like that even though Ertz has been so, so he's going to have a big game against new England. Only- but it's not Ertz though. It's Wentz. Like, he's force feeding him. You hear the Wentz numbers or the Ertz numbers. Yeah, but Ertz, Ertz Wentz had- also has a lot of drops. So from the other receivers, yeah, but he's been tar- targeted and 75 times. He has Ooh, 46 God. catches. Oh, that's not, he's not dropping 39 passes. That's not good. You like that math? That is I'm good math. Yeah, man. I like that. That was quick. Uh, I have a beautiful mind. So also okay. seven yards of target, 527 yards, like seven yards of targets, awful. You want like eleven or so as a receiver. Um, his DVOA is negative three point two percent. I think he's like twenty seventh out of all tight ends. Or I'm just gonna say anything like in the mid twenties or whatever, and it's gonna be right. Um, but yeah, like he's <laughs> oh, yeah? just like he's really inefficient, and it kind of goes back to what we talked about once before. It's like whenever he's uncomfortable, he just goes to Ertz and forces him and forces passes that aren't there. And I think like there's a direct correlation with, like Ertz's targets and Wentz's performance too. So do you think that the bye week would help either one of these teams? I think it typically does. Who do you think would think help also, more? Do you I think, think a lot of it, Billy stands a chance with New England having a bye after a loss? I think a lot of it has to do with guys being on rest. And like they got a lot of sleep. Their bodies don't have a chance to recover. I don't think it's more so like, oh, we know what we need to fix. Um, I think it's like scheme adjustments more so than just like good rest. I think New England's screwed this year. I have just a weird feeling that they're just screwed because... They I think the Kansas anybody. City thing is what screwed them. Why? Because can they? They're either play Kansas City or Houston the second round. Well, I think even Houston would screw them. I don't know because Houston's. But you but understand Houston has more of the weapons. Where I don't think that yeah, New England but, can put up points. That's my issue with. Oh them. yeah. I don't think they can put up points. And if their defense can't stop the team, I and again, this isn't actually a knock on Brady really because what does he have? Edelman's banged up, and you're saying that Muhammad Sanu is his best receiver. He was Mohamed, good last week. Mohamed Sanu shouldn't be your best receiver, though. You know Brady's leading the league in intentional grounding penalties? Uh, that's not surprising. He's old. I know he's old. He's old. Uh, and the Ravens, like, they blitz him pretty well. 
and he didn't create that much pressure, but just like he Brady just holding the ball him. for no, like he was just holding onto the ball forever. Like nobody was really breaking open. Um, exactly. I think really the biggest problem for the Patriots though is that for the last three years or so, their offense has been based on the power run scheme. It's Mike Devlin. It's a lot of power. It's a lot of counter. Um, Marshall Newhouse is their left tackle. He's bad. Mike Devlin's out for the year, which is very sad. He's awesome to watch. And then they and then Gronkowski retired, so they don't have that same level uh, blocking the time position too. And so they don't. They're not based around the scheme that's been carrying them. Like I understand that it's Brady and you know whatever, and they have a top five passing offense efficiency wise. But it was they were actually one of those teams that was running to throw the ball in a way where that was what controlled them most of the times. And Brady kind of filled in the gaps from there and threw the touchdown passes and the, the critical situations he came through. But the majority of the game was a lot of power running, though. And their rushing attack is mediocre this year instead of being like a top 10, top 5 one in the previous years when they were, you know, dominating teams. And they were this year, but again, they had the they have the easiest schedule in football this year. And that's the issue with this team is that you don't really know how good they are until they're playing good teams. And the one real good team they played against, they were smoked. Well, so they play this game. They play Houston two weeks. do you think Philly's that good of a team? I think Philly's just like, they're just strange after uh, what the Dallas Cowboys did to them is so hard. Wise, I think talent-wise, Philly's good. I think the biggest problem they've had, though, is that they paid Ertz, and Ertz has been mediocre, and he's even better than that. What did they pay him? They gave him they gave him the big contract, so he makes like 25 or whatever a year. Oh, God. And then they were also banking on Deshaun Jackson to take plays over the top. Which that just And sucks. he's out for the year. And Nelson Aguilar needed to be that guy, and he hasn't been that guy at all. He can't get you past because he shouldn't have ate that popcorn. Hey, it's good popcorn, though. Have you ever seen popcorn be like, I'm just not going to eat this popcorn? Yeah, and then I usually grab a handful. You always anyways. eat the popcorn anyways. I'll usually grab a handful. So don't blame Nelson. But yeah, they play Philly, Dallas. Him. They play Philly, Dallas, Houston, KC, and they finish off with Cincy, Buffalo, uh, Miami. So they have a tough stretch run. They're Since still probably going to be him. the second seed. But I mean, what screws them is that they won't have the one seed. They'll have to play either Kansas City or a better Houston team that actually has Deshaun Watson, unlike... The previous iterations they've beat. But at the same time, Bill O'Brien's, I think, 0 5 against Belichick. Like, he's never even, I think, like, the average loss is 13 points against him. Like, Jacoby Brissett, on three days, like, three days, he had to prepare Brissett to start, beat the Texans by 17 points on Thursday night football. And so, like, and so you know Houston. Bill's strategy should be Hey, Deshaun, we have no game plan. Just go out there, run you two play minute, football. Run two minute offense, have fun. Because um, Bill wouldn't expect it. Bill would go crazy, be like, "What the hell's going on? I don't know. What are they doing? I've never seen this play before. What's going on?" Maybe I don't know, but it's probably it's for sure be better than what they've done before in this situation. Exactly. Um, and so yeah, I don't know, but like they're actually the best thing about this year though is that the Patriots have to play a tough second round game. They're not gonna get Marcus Mariota in the second round this time. They'll get Ryan Tannehill. You think so? <laughs> Whoa! Look at you worry. You're like now thinking about it. I don't know. It'd be, I just don't want that to happen. Why? They would, they'd destroy Ryan Tannehill. Are you sure about that? They w- they beat Derek Ryan. Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill are the ultimate combo. Maybe. Marcus Mariota sucks. Hey, it'd be nice to him. Such trash. Go surf, surfer boy. So the last thing I want to bring up was... so New England Johnny has the, Tsunami. New England has the best pass defense this year. They're... Pass defense on, or their defense on third and fourth down, they have a DVA of negative 82.4%. Um, teams are converting 20.8% of the time on, first, on third down or third or fourth down, which is first. 
and San Francisco second at 27.7%. Um, Wentz on third down, 51.7%. I don't know if it means anything off of this game. I just like those numbers. Um, what <laughs> It's just fun. Like, Wentz has been one of the best quarterbacks on third down. This is the best third down defense by far. The Patriots cover really well. Their pass rush is good, but it comes from a, a wide variety of sources. And, like, I really think the key, the key to this game for Philly, it's like, let Brandon Brooks and Jason Kelly, or Jason Kelsey, not Jason Kelly. Jason Kelly. Uh, and then Lane Johnson. Let them do their thing. Let Howard get vertical. And their their run offense has been so much better once it's been more vertical. They've gotten rid of all like the outside zone, a lot of stretch plays. There's a lot more inside zone and power, and it's been a lot better too. And so I think that's the key to this game from Philly's perspective. Yeah, Tom Brady's overrated. Philly's going to destroy them. Philly's just going to own them so bad. Nobody believes in us. I just, I honestly need like New England to destroy this team. I just need the Eagles to lose so freaking bad because I can't trust my god awful team. Yeah, I just, I'm sorry, just, but I'm just, ta- just I'm just thinking selfish. You I just need to be one game behind them, is all. I, no, I don't need to be behind at all. Just one game behind is all. You I need. never want to be behind. I always want to be in front. Okay. Uh, the last thing I think is interesting about this game too. So Philly deep middle pass attempts. They have a DVOA of nine nine point four percent, which is very bad. They've had cover like a lot of those deep passes that you know Darby gave up. It's a lot of stuff that goes down the sideline that breaks towards the center and like cover four. Those sort of the coverages. Uh, Brady on deep middle passes, ten of eighteen, which is fourth in attempts and completions, two hundred nine four yards, but zero touchdowns and two interceptions. He threw one at Earl Thomas last week too, and like that's the only downside I see for Philly here is that Brady's not gonna throw deep down the sideline or farther throws but he'll throw deep down the center of the field because those are shorter throws, you know. It's closer straight ahead of you than, you know, at an angle away from you like that. Um, so, I don't know. I think those are two things to really kind of pay attention to. It's Philly's third down offense, their rushing attack, and if they get vertical Jordan Howard, and if Brady can hit some deep middle throws to Sanu or Philip Dorsett even, I don't know. They don't have very much here. No, they're not going to do anything like that. Philly's not going to stand a ch- By the way, do you know how ridiculous Philly is? So... I made a bet with somebody, and he made a bet with me saying who's going to win the division. Eagles fan versus Cowboys fan, obviously. So he also bet me that Wentz would win MVP at the beginning of the season. So I told him what the bet was to remind him. And he said, yeah, I know. Lamar Jackson's going to get hurt. And I was like, yeah, but then it's Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, he's going to get hurt too. No, but you just like so one of four other quarterbacks. That's what a Philly fan believes there is that everybody 15, is going to get hurt in front of wins for him to win MVP. That's how Philly fans think. I just wanted to throw that out there as just an example yeah, of fi- what you have to deal with. 15 other quarterbacks have to get hurt and then like six other running backs. <laughs> I was dying. I couldn't believe that. he's. Yeah, he's going to get hurt. That's good. Okay, though. what about Russell Wilson though? He's leading the race. He's going to get hurt. Okay. What are you talking about? Well, maybe he knows. Love Philly fans. The apocalypse is coming. He has All the right. button at Buffalo Wild Wings. So the Patriots on the road are three and a half point favorites. <laughs> what do you got here? All right. So the reason why I'm also this confident is because they lost last week or two weeks ago. So New England 33, Philadelphia 23. It's a big bet there. I got a good one here. It's a big one. Uh, I got the opposite. I got Philly. What? 24. Huh? The Patriots. 20. You rap bastard. I got it. God. What? Just watch. I can't watch. I can't have this. <laughs> you understand? No matter what, I this can't be believe what you're believing. For you. Yeah, it really would be. It would be. Like, this would be, this would hurt. 
Because if they were to win and we were to lose, I'd pretty much give up. I don't know what else I could do. Yeah, you probably shouldn't. You should. You should give up. You know, you know what? No, I feel all right. F you. F you, man. <laughs> all right, so recap. Houston, Baltimore, Ravens are four-point favorites at home. I have Baltimore 30-26. You have Baltimore 38-25. Sorry. You don't need to be sorry. I'm sorry. Jacksonville I'm a better at fan Indy. Than you. Four and five Jacksonville at five and four Indy. The Colts are two and a half point favorites. I have Jacksonville 24-21. You have Jacksonville 27-21. He has risen. Dallas at Detroit. Dallas six and a half point road favorites against Driscoll instead of Matthew Stafford. I have Dallas 31-20. You have Dallas 31-15. And to top it off, Sunday, 305. Yeah, 305. New England at Philly. The Patriots are three and a half point favorites. I have Philly 24-20. You have New England 33-23. I really, I can't believe you. I'm so angry with you right now. You uh, picked Philly to beat New England? It's a feeling. I, I felt the feeling. Your feeling's wrong. You got to poop? Why don't you go poop? No, I got poop. I pooped like four days ago. I'm going to go. That's good. That's <laughs> yeah, healthy. I'm an anaconda. Uh, you know? Healthy bowel movements over there. Yeah, I'm an anaconda, man. Yeah, you should probably eat some grain. No, it's bad for you. That's not bad for you. Yeah, grain's bad for you. No, it's not. Um, So, that's our show for tonight. We'll try to do a Texans-Ravens podcast on Sunday night. Um, We're going to have a special bonus episode next week sometime. Or maybe next weekend sometime. We'll see. And also, the Texans play next Thursday against the Colts. So, they they have to play this game against Baltimore. Then, three days later, turn around and play the Colts. Which is very tough to do. Um, <laughs> poor guys. Poor guys out there. But anyways, I'm Matt Weston. Thank you for listening to Bell Red Radio. And thank you for being on Taylor. I need to go watch some gargoyles.